Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM, Talk Stream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and others. You can download the Fringe FM app for free for your mobile device and listen to the Fringe FM 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. But if you missed an episode of the Secret Teachings, Don't forget we're on air Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void. You can also subscribe to our show archive on the website so you can download and stream all of our past shows. It's a really great deal for one year. It's $50. You get access to the shows, the montages, digital copies of my books, and with a yearly subscription, you get an autographed copy of one of my books as well. You can choose from Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir. Those books and reviews are on the website on their own pages at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe to the archive, when you buy a book, you support the show, you support the network, and you support yourself. We also have some other ways to support the show, the network, and yourself We have affiliate programs with U.S. Plus Health, a company that provides cleaning, disinfecting, and sanitizing products with no additives or toxic chemicals, just raw material, alcohol, and hydrogen peroxide. It's a product made in the United States with 100% U.S. materials. That's U.S. Plus Health. USplushealth.com is their website. Just use the promo code TSTCLEAN. And you get 20% off exclusively as a listener of this show. Or we have Pro One Water Filters, formerly Pro Pure. Personally, I have a Pro Pure from the old days, and my fiance Hope has a Pro One water filter. So we have both of those water filters, and they last uh, virtually forever. You just have to replace the filters every six months to a year. These water filters can be used for the home whether they are a home system or something you put like a gravity-fed water filtration system on your countertop. They have shower filters and more. Go to their website and U.S. Plus Health's website by visiting our website, and you'll find links to both of those affiliates at the top of the page where you see the slider bar. And when you go through that slider bar, you'll see also we have uh, a radio broadcast, one show per week, which is placed up there in the slider. If you click on it, you can download it or listen to it for free, even if you're not a subscriber. So we try to make the radio show available to everybody. We have the free archives, which are a collection of shows with guests and special topics. Those are free. And the broadcast five nights a week, Monday through Friday, is also free. And course all the replays here on the fringe 
are furthermore free, so you can really get access to the show for free. A lot of people choose because they enjoy this show, they appreciate this show, they choose to subscribe to the archive to support us that way. Some people subscribe weekly, some people subscribe monthly. The yearly subscription is the best deal. But that is my pitch to you to support the show, the network, and yourself. TheSecretTeachings.info That's TheSecretTeachings.info Friday's show was a show about the Olympics. And um, I don't know if it was shadow banned on Facebook, but I didn't get a lot of comments or likes or anything, which was very strange. I only have social media, and I, I didn't get really any feedback at all from the show Friday, which was bizarre. I always get emails and you know instant messages and people comment, and I think five people liked the show Friday for the Facebook promotion. And um, I was wondering, was it shadow banned? What did I talk about that was offensive? I talked about the Olympics. That was it. And the upcoming opening ceremony and about two weeks, a little less than two weeks now, uh, on the 23rd of July. And I thought, what, what did I say something during the show? But that wouldn't have you know, censored the Facebook post or had it shadow banned. And then I remember, oh, I wrote in the promotional, uh, in, the, in the ad for Facebook and the little promo where I talk about what the show is going to be about. It's about athletes at the Olympics being banned by the IOC, the International Olympics Committee, from displaying any political slogan, having any uh, expression of protest, fist pumping, kneeling to a national anthem, etc. And I guess the AI didn't like that too much, even though that's official from the Olympics, from the Olympic Committee, the International Olympic Committee, they're banning political expression on the field of play. And I guess that you know, the censors on Facebook don't like that, so so they, they drove down the awareness of that particular post. But, you know, J- July is interesting. July just isn't, it's not just the Olympics this month. It's not just the 4th of July this month. It's also Disability Pride Month. Did you know about this? Disability Pride Month. Last month was Gay and LGBTQ Pride Month, and then this month, July, It's not a national holiday yet, but making Juneteenth a a federal national holiday, I'm sure they'll they'll make July Disability Pride Month, and then we won't celebrate the 4th of July, we'll celebrate disability. But I I was reading this um, a couple of days ago, and I was just trying to find a place it would fit into the show. July, for a lot of people, is Disability Pride Month, and it marks the anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which was signed in 1990 in July by George H.W. Bush, a person who just, I cringe when I say that name or when I see that name. It's not a national uh, holiday, but people still hold parades in places like Los Angeles, New York City, San Francisco, San Antonio. I find it interesting why disability pride or disabilities in general are associated with the LGBTQ community. That's one I can't figure out. Why is it that people who maybe they had a leg amputated or they got into a car wreck or whatever, that somehow makes them part of the the rainbow flag community? I don't really understand that. 
but but there's a little bit more to it than this. So let's let's look at some more details. Something else is trending this month in July. It's called hashtag Hot Disabled Girl Summer. That's something that I guess is trending on social media. Hot Disabled Girl Summer. Now, what does that mean? You know, I don't really fully know, but the person uh, who was mentioned, one of the people mentioned in the Disability Pride Month article from the USA Today is also in the Hot Disabled Girl Summer article. She's a disability rights activist, Tiffany Yu, and she's celebrating the Hot Disabled Girl Summer and Disability Pride Month. What this is is just time of year where people who are disabled promote themselves on social media, whether they've got scars on their back or they've got scars on their stomach from a C-section. I, I like how this is all, almost always women, too. Did, I mean, at, at some point, do you, not just, do you not recognize that this has nothing to do with being prideful of a disability or a sexual preference? It has nothing to do with being prideful of uh, of having a child, a cesarean section, you know, a C-section, that, that, that for some reason, now that July for a lot of people is marked as Disability Pride Month or Hot Girl Disabled Pride or Disabled, uh, you know, Summer, that, that, and this is all serious too, I'm not making this up, this is all very real, especially for, for people that are disabled or people that want to speak for those who are disabled, and we'll come to what disabled means in a moment. It's an integral part of tonight's broadcast. But it's like almost always women. It's almost always women. Why are there very few men? Why can't it be, you know, uh, hot, disabled, you know, guy summer? Why does it have to be hot, disabled girl summer? Because the girls are oppressed, Ryan. Okay, I'm sorry that the women are oppressed. I'm sorry that the women on average now are making, you know, more than more than men. I'm sorry that all the women I work with, virtually all the women I work with make more money than me. I'm 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 sorry that you know, women are so oppressed in our society. I'm sorry that it's not like India where you're walking down the street and a guy just grabs your hand and you go meet his family and you have kids with him, you don't even know who the person is. I'm sorry it's not like communist China or North Korea. I'm sorry that, you know, women are so oppressed in this country. But as as uh, as we move through Disability Pride Month, and this is also a hot disabled girl summer, and it's all, you know, I have a hard time understanding why somebody who has a C-section is disabled, or why somebody who, you know, maybe they, they tripped and fell down the stairs, and they weren't disabled, but they, they cut themselves real bad, and they have a scar, how somehow they're disabled. Um, you're not disabled if you have a scar. Uh, you're not disabled if you have, um, you know, a physical appearance that some people don't find attractive. That's not what disability means. Uh, and there are different definitions of, of disability or what it means to be disabled. And that's, an, that's a very important thing to define. You know, a, a typical dictionary will define disabled as having a physical or mental condition that limits movement, senses, or activities. Now, hey, maybe if you got a, sinceri- a cesarean section and you're unable to twist your body and your torso, and maybe it, 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 it limits the, the feeling you have in your stomach area, yeah, maybe you're disabled in some way. But I want to know, and this is my honest question, I want to know why disability, by any definition, by any standard, why a disability in 2021 is something to be prideful of. 
That's the question I have. Why is a disability something to be prideful of? Think about that. Why is a disability something to be prideful of? Because a disability is something that is not desired by most people. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't desire to be disabled. Um, I don't think that many of you probably desire to be disabled. And I know people who are disabled by some definition or have known them in the past, and they tend to get along in everyday society quite easily. In fact, here in Rochester, New York, we have the highest population of deaf people in the country. If you're deaf or close to deaf, maybe you have a cochlear implant, you're definitely disabled. Uh, you're, you are a protected class of person under the Americans with Disabilities Act, and you are specifically listed in a number of executive orders across the United States pertaining to masks. You know, it's actually illegal to impede communication between a deaf person in places like California. You're not supposed to wear a mask when speaking to a deaf person. That It says that in the executive order, deaf people are, you know, it's obvious if you're deaf. It's obvious if you're blind. These are obvious disabilities. So why, why would somebody want to be disabled? Why would you be prideful of being disabled? Like, I get the concept. I understand that if you're disabled... You, you want to be accepting of your disability and you want to live life like everybody else. You know, I've never, ever, 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 ever met a person who was disabled, who constantly told me, I'm disabled, I'm disabled, I'm disabled. I feel bad for me. Most of those people don't do that because the way that they feel pride, the way that they feel good about themselves is by not focusing on their disability and just by living life. Let's define the word pride, though. A feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. The achievements of those whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Now, I don't know about you, but I personally don't admire people who are deaf. I admire their ability to communicate, whether it's through sign language or just generally being able to navigate the world. I mean, I, I there's a there's a lady here in Rochester I see walking down the road all the time, and, and she's blind, or at least I think she's blind. People here do all kinds of crazy stuff. Maybe she's faking it, but she's, she's blind. She comes into the grocery store I work at part-time. Um, people help her find things, and she somehow finds her way home blind. Uh, I don't necessarily admire that in the sense that I want to be blind, but I admire that someone who's blind can navigate through the city, not end up mugged, robbed, stabbed, shot, or raped, and find their way to the places that they're trying to trying to get to on a daily basis. I find that, that's that, to me, that's I admire that. But I don't want to be blind. I don't want to be deaf. Who wants to be blind or deaf? Do you want to be blind or deaf? I mean, these are just obvious, you know, quote-unquote disabilities. And, and obviously, people don't discriminate because someone's blind or deaf. But sometimes people get irritated if they can't understand what a deaf person's saying. And most people that are deaf, um, at least here in Rochester, they carry a little notepad with them. They'll write something down if they can't communicate. But why would you want to be prideful of a disability? Accepting and move on is one thing, but be prideful of it and, 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 and pr- project it into other people's lives. There's something wrong here just like that woman a couple of years ago who said she was she felt bad that she could see 
so she blinded herself with like bleach or something. Remember that? There's a there's a larger issue here, and I think the people that want to be disabled, I think they really are the disabled, and the disabled who get around just fine are normal people. We're going to talk about this tonight on The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this, and it relates to eugenics. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny. We are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. 
If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM, airing Monday through Friday, five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. And July is Disability Pride Month. Disability Pride Month. Last month was Gay Pride and LGBTQ Plus Pride. This month is Disability Pride Month. And it's also on social media, a hashtag called Hot Disabled Girl Summer. Hot Disabled Girl Summer. What that means is anybody's guess. But apparently, people are very, very happy to be disabled. Now, on the surface, I understand. You are accepting of your disability. My question is, why are people prideful? of their disabilities why would you be prideful of a disability whether it's blindness deafness or the overwhelming number of people who see anything and everything that would make them special in the eyes of others as being a disability for example i read an article about hot disabled girl summer it's a hashtag kind of like uh hot vax summer or Hot Girl Summer. It's Hot Disabled Girl Summer. And I read an article about it where there was a girl in the article who had a C-section. And you barely can even see the cesarean scar. It just looks like, you know, she laid the wrong way and there's like an impression in her skin. And somehow that makes this girl disabled. Now granted, maybe you had a cesarean section and maybe after the surgery to remove the baby, and they sewed you back up, you had some trouble feeling your abdomen. You know, it went kind of numb. And maybe that limits your movements now. Maybe the doctors messed it up, as they routinely do. So maybe you are disabled in that way, sure. But having a scar on your body doesn't make you disabled. In fact, suggesting that a scar or some kind of marking that isn't traditionally acceptable as 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 a mark of beauty... I think that's very discriminatory. I think it suggests that the people who have believed for generations that a certain female body type or a certain male body type is what's considered beautiful, I think that's reinforcing it. In the same way that I believe, and I know some women who believe the same thing, that a woman who chooses to work in the home as opposed to go out and to have a, have a job where she's paid by a company, that a woman who works in the home For someone to suggest that that is derogatory, that that is oppressive, that a woman who wants to have a child is under the control of some oppressive, you know, patriarchal male-dominated society when she's choosing because she feels that she has a desire, a biological innate desire to do that. For anybody to come along and to say that that is discriminatory, that that woman is oppressed, 
reinforces the idea that there is a structure in our society that demands that men and women do certain things. The demand for women to not be in the home and the demand for women to not have children is as aggressive as any patriarchal system that suggests a woman should stay in the home and raise children and take care of the household, which is a very, very important and a very, very time-consuming and detailed job. There are plenty of men who decide to stay home. And for some people, they may be in a relationship where the man chooses to go work and the woman chooses to stay home or vice versa. Some might be in a relationship where the man says, I don't want you to work. And the woman says, okay, I'm fine with that. And others where they're not compatible. You know, it's a matter of personal preference. Rather than creating this boogeyman or a boogeyman, maybe I should say, the boogeyman, that there's always an evil man around the corner ready to oppress you and put you in chains. And likewise, men have very similar views on women. There's always an evil woman ready to oppress you and prevent you from doing the things that you want to do. When it's not really about men, it's not really about women. And disabled uh, girl summer, or whatever this new hashtag trend is, and uh, disability pride month, It's not really about being prideful of a disability. Who would want to be prideful of a disability? Besides, pride is something that you you it's an it's something that you have pleasure in uh, because it's something you've achieved, or it is having a quality or a possession that's admired. You know, you might be prideful of your new sports car or prideful, you know, of of that new dress that you just bought, but you shouldn't be prideful. In my view, you shouldn't be prideful of things that inhibit your ability to live life the way that you desire. Of all the disabled people I've known, you know, like people that are deaf or people that are blind or people that have, you know, cognitive impairments, most of them get along just like the rest of us. I've known disabled, uh, disabled men who cognitively don't have the ability to process information like the average person. They've got a brain issue or some kind of cognitive impairment. And they might miss social cues, but hell, I miss social cues sometimes. We all do that. None of the people I've ever known, and, and especially the men that have had cognitive impairments, uh, have they ever like been prideful of it? Most of the time because they don't even realize that they, they are a little bit, let's say, slow, but they're not prideful of it. Um. You know, I, I, I was trying to uh, go out and date a girl who was deaf um, the early, earlier last year into 2019, um, and she functioned probably better. She actually functioned better than I do as, a, as an employee at a grocery store. She worked at another grocery store. She, she functioned better than I did, you know, communicating with customers and providing customer service. She was deaf. I, she wasn't telling me how prideful and happy she was about being deaf. There's blind people walking down the street here in the city. They get along and get around just fine. Since, since when, do, when do people that have, um, for example, there's a, there's a lady named Tiffany Yu, and she's a disability rights activist. And I'm sure she, she looks like a lovely woman. She believes in what she, she, she uh, promotes and stands for. Uh, she was in a car wreck when she was younger. And uh, she has an arm and a wrist and a hand that are that are disabled. 
And um, I, I just don't consider that. I mean, it is dis- you are disabled, but there's a difference between being in a car wreck and having a disabled um, arm or a disabled hand. And people that are blind or people that are deaf, those are much more severe disabilities. And um, not that one disability should be, you know, held uh, above another because people are affected in different ways by their disabilities. But the the root core of what I'm getting at here is why would you be prideful of autism? Why would you be prideful or proud of having any disability? And how could you say that having a scar on your body is part of a disability unless it impedes your movements? Unless it numbs that part of the body, I have scars all over my body, you know, from things that have happened since I was a kid. I have a scar on my my thumb from 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 ice skating when I was a kid. Um, I have less feeling in that thumb. I guess technically my thumb is disabled. I can move it around. One of my thumbs is double jointed. Is double jointed a disability? Should I be prideful? Oh, my God, look, I have a scar on my thumb. Now, Now, look, tonight's show isn't about demeaning people that are disabled quite the contrary my question is that if you define what it means to be disabled it means having a physical or mental condition that that limits movements senses or activities why would somebody be prideful and furthermore how could somebody be be prideful of that considering that pride is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements unless you disable yourself you can't really be proud of being disabled technically by definition you can't really be proud. I can't really be proud of having a, a thumb where I have a little less feeling in it because I got, you know, I got run over by an ice skate when I was a kid. You know, I can't really be happy about that or prideful of that. And and furthermore, pride is defined as a quality or a possession that is widely admired. Do any of you admire my my like maybe five percent disabled thumb because I have lack of feeling in the thumb? Are you prideful of that? Are, are you every time you you go out in public and you see somebody in a wheelchair or you see someone who maybe maybe they have a cane or maybe, you know, they they are they're blind or you can tell that they're deaf. Uh, are you happy about that? Do you do you want to have that quality? Well, if you don't want to have that quality, then you can't be prideful of it and you really can't support disability pride. Because it's kind of counterproductive to the idea you're basically saying, I want to be deaf. I want to be blind. I want to have a, a, a malfunctioning body part. I want my brain to, to be limited in its, in its ability to process information. There's another word for all of this. It's not pride. It's not disability. It's not accepting disability. It's called degeneracy. having lost the physical, mental, or moral qualities considered normal and desirable, showing evidence of decline. It's called degeneracy, immoral, or corrupt people. It's called degeneracy. Let me give you another example of degeneracy. Hollywood is now promoting... Sex toys. Dakota Johnson, Cardi B, and others are promoting sex toys, endorsing sex toys. And of course, politically speaking, 
and because media mostly leans in one political direction, sources of information reporting this are saying that this is a wonderful thing because it helps women understand their sexuality. And I thought about that for a moment. And um, I remember Cardi B's performance at the, um, what was it, the MTV Awards or something. And I saw her whopping on stage and there's money falling. And there's that other woman called the Stallion and they're dancing around on stage. And I thought, is that really something that women should be happy about, should be prideful of? Does Cardi B who looks like a plastic doll, is that really what women should be looking up to as a role model? You know, is that is Cardi B really the, the pinnacle of femininity? She's the opposite of femininity. She's a fake, plastic, artificial, synthetic version of a female. She looks fake. You know, most of these celebrities look fake. What I mean, what happened to just the, 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 the self-righteous, you know, millionaire celebrity living in the Hollywood Hills who has a butler, you know, and maids and uh, 10 cars and, uh, you know, they've got two or three other houses. And what happened to that person lecturing the rest of us on slavery and lecturing the rest of us on being humble and lecturing the rest of us with their 10 cars and their two jets on carbon dioxide emissions. what I would like to go back to that. What happened to that self-righteous, arrogant, pompous person who lives in the Hollywood Hills lecturing the rest of us on what it means to, to spend our money wisely? What happened to that celebrity? Now celebrities are promoting sex toys? What is going on? What is happening in the world? You ever think of things like this? This is what I've been thinking about over the weekend. What is going on? What is happening? The National Football League, I don't even like football, but I I read this article and I saw this because I thought, is that a real headline? The National Football League has gotten behind a... uh, an LGBTQ movement, I, I suppose you could say. Uh, there's a player named Carl Nazib who announced that he's gay. And so the NFL is now claiming that football is gay. Now, anybody who you know, didn't like football in their you know, teen years, they, they might have said football is gay. But that was a way for kids to say, like, ah, I don't really want to play football or, you know, football is... It's not something that I like or just, you know, it's kind of one of those terms that kids used to use like, ah, your mom's gay. Well, the NFL isn't saying like, hey, football's gay. Now they're saying football is lesbian. Football is, you know, transgender. Football is bisexual. Football is apparently American. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but they say football. Let me just read this to you. This is what the NFL says. The NFL says football is gay. Says football is gay. Football is lesbian, it's beautiful, queer, life, exciting, transgender, bisexual. And when they flip through in this 30-second video, it's like subliminal. It'll show you words like freedom and show you words like beautiful. And then it flashes words like queer, 
bisexual, transgender. Why is the NFL getting behind this? Football is lesbian, beautiful, queer, life, exciting, culture, transgender, heart, power, tough, bisexual, strong. It's freedom. It's American. It's accepting. It's everything. Football is for everyone. Once again, just like, remember Skittles for Pride Month? Skittles, a company that literally uses the rainbow as a logo. A company that should have said, we support Pride every month of the year. Skittles, taste the rainbow. And then they've just got a bunch of Skittles that fall out of the clouds, like all the old commercials. Why couldn't Skittles have done that? No, instead, Skittles had to remove the color, which probably made Skittles healthier for a month because of all those food colorings and food dyes. They had to make the Skittles gray, and they said, we're all the same underneath. Well, I thought that was the whole point of the rainbow anyway, that we're all different. We're all, we're all different shades, different colors, different backgrounds, different places we want to have you know, you know, things inserted or you know, removed. And so we all come together in this big rainbow. We wave flags with assless chaps, and we have a good time. Why make all the Skittles gray? That creates this, this, this blob of, of, of nothingness. Maybe Skittles just missed a marketing opportunity. But what they're really doing, since gay people amount to about 5% of the general population around the world, transgender people make up less than a percent of the population around the world on average. In the U.S., it's, it's about 05 to 0.7% of the population who are actually transgender, not just like, hey, I identify with it because my professor in school told me I had to do that to be a good person. It's like less than a percent. So you've got like 95% of the population that doesn't identify with any of this, but then they're advertised to through Skittles. And that's what's happening here. Skittles and other companies, they advertise to 95% of the population and they tell them, look, we support those 5% of the population, those 5% of the people of the, of the United States and of the world and we would like you to buy Skittles to support those people. What they're doing is they're exploiting 5% of the population to sell toxic Skittles to 95% of the population. The NFL, which has seen viewership drastically decline, is now going to use lesbians and queers in their own language, transgenders and bisexuals. They're going to use those people to try to sell everybody on the idea that football is accepting because another player, Carl Nazib, came out and said, hey, look, I'm gay. And so the NFL has to take advantage of that, and the National Football League says, look, we, we, we really care about the lesbians that are playing in the NFL. Are, are there lesbians in the NFL? I mean, maybe I missed something. I haven't watched the NFL for a long time. Things must have changed drastically. Um, last time I watched football, I watched like Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, when I was in high school, cause I, I grew up just, just South of Pittsburgh in Morgantown, West Virginia. And it was big Pittsburgh area. Uh, never, uh, never heard of lesbian football players, never heard of queer football players. I don't really see why that matters at all in football. Why does that matter? I, I guess like. Maybe a football player should come out and be like, I'd like to make an announcement about my sexuality, and then all the cameras would be turned on, and they'd say, I'm straight, I like women, and then just see the media hysteria. 
that's what I would do if I was in the NFL. I would hold a press conference and I would make an announcement about my my sexuality and my gender. And I would say, look, I'm biologically male. I identify, however, as a biological male and I like women. And I mean, people would probably their heads would probably explode. Where, where does that have any place in the National Football League? This is just the NFL's excuse to exploit, once again, just like Skittles, exploit gay people and lesbians and queers and others in their own language to sell the idea to the rest of the population that the NFL is sensitive and the NFL cares. If you really want to boost your numbers and you really want to, to get more people to watch your sport, here's an idea for the National Football League and the National Basketball Association. Maybe take a, a page out of the National Hockey League or a page out of the International Olympic Committee. You say, look, if you really want to make money, rather than exploiting what you believe are vulnerable people, how about you just set aside those 5% and you market to the 95%? Not about how you're a great company or you're a great league and you love gays and lesbians. How about you do this instead? How about you tell the 95% of the population, look, this is the National Football League. It's male-dominated. It's a testosterone-driven sport. Everybody who wants to, 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 to participate and watch football, everybody's welcome. We never said you weren't welcome to watch football. But we're not going to have displays of political correctness at the football games. This is about football, all right? This is about football. This is about, this is about the stadium and the atmosphere. It's about the, the goal line. It's about the, 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 the run and the pass play. I don't really know football that well, folks. I'm just saying this is what I would do if I was the NFL. This is the NFL and then I would have like I would have like the biggest linebacker tackle like 15 Antifa people at the same time because they're real small and scrawny. And then it would just come up with the NFL shield. Boom. NFL. And then I think they their 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 market value would probably go up thousands of percent if they did that, because the people that watch football want to see those Antifa people get clotheslined. That's the reality of the situation. So why don't you market toward your audience that actually already like football that are leaving the NFL, just like every other league, every other company. Why are they all moving in the same direction? And how come from the National Football League to social media trends like hot disabled girl summer, which I get it, be happy, but you know, you can live your life, but you don't have to project that to other people. Look, my wrist is broken. Look, I've got a, a, a hockey scar on my hand. You know, I, I had a cesarean section. I'm disabled. I'm a good person. So you can weasel your way into a pride month, weasel your way into some social media, you know, concern from other people you might not even know. When people that are actually disabled, that are blind, that are deaf, that are amputees, they don't even support this. They don't really care. They don't feel the need to project their, their, their disabilities on others. See, that's the thing. People that are disabled aren't projecting their disabilities. It's people that are mentally impaired. So maybe they are disabled. People that are mentally impaired that are projecting their insecurities and their lack of fitting in on other people so that they feel good about themselves. That's what it's really about. So really, maybe they do have a disability because apparently the people that blind themselves Literally, there's a woman who blinded herself because she said it wasn't right that other people, you know, she could see and other people couldn't see. She blinded herself. Those people are severely mentally 
ill, severely mentally ill. And you should not be prideful of that because what that speaks to is degeneracy. When you lose the physical, mental, or moral qualities considered normal and desirable, when you become an immoral or corrupt person, when you start promoting sex toys to little kids, when you start promoting disabilities as something that should be not only something you are prideful of, but something to be, therefore, by the definition of pride, to be desired, you're a degenerate. And so let's break this down, because in the next hour, I'm going to get into the specifics of something called eugenics, and we're going to get into the specifics of degeneracy. A lot of the, the, the hatred and the discrimination that, that we, are, we are told is just prolific around us is spread by the very majority of people altruistically virtue signaling for minority rights when in reality they are using minorities as tools to bring about a fundamental shift in society that involves the deleting of any rights for any people. Most are doing so unknowingly. Maybe they're skeptical of what they're participating in, while others are doing so without a clue because they have a kind heart, the very type of person that predators prey on and target. It obviously must be stated that there's a difference between respecting preference, disability, identities, etc., while choosing not to accept or identify with these groups, and being phobic, which is a fear. And even so, phobia should not be illegal, and it should not be treated with such disdain. You have a right to not like someone, for whatever the reason is. Gay people have a right to not like straight people because they've been brainwashed by the LGBT community to think all straight people hate them. And straight people have a right, therefore, to dislike gay people for whatever reason. You have a religious right. If you believe that it's wrong to be homosexual, you have a right. But most gay people that I've interacted with don't ever bring their homosexuality up. Most straight people don't ever bring their heterosexuality up. I've never seen a person walk around with a shirt on that says, let's get one thing straight. I am. But I've seen people walk around with shirts that say, let's get one thing straight. I'm not. See, the reality of the situation is eugenicists and people that want to control human reproduction for one reason or another have perfected their method of manipulation and control. They no longer have to forcibly sterilize people in a prison or in a hospital, although they still do this into the 21st century. Now they've convinced people to sterilize themselves. They've convinced people to not have children for numerous reasons. It's the climate, or children are are bad for society because it suggests that someone who's gay, they, they can't have a child you know, directly through, through another man. Like, reality is men can't have children. So it implies that gay people are inferior, so you shouldn't have kids anymore. And people believe that. Eugenicists like Margaret Sanger, um, and this is a fact only deniable to people who are completely oblivious to reality and are ignorant, eugenicists like Margaret Sanger founded Planned Parenthood. That's not an opinion. Margaret Sanger is a woman who called minorities 
immigrants and blacks, quote unquote, human weeds, quote unquote, reckless breeders and quote unquote, human beings who never should have been born. Reckless breeders seems like the same kind of language that President Joe Biden has used when he spoke about black people being in prison and how that made him feel better that these barbarians were behind bars so his wife wouldn't be raped. Look that up if you don't believe that Joe Biden said that or the numerous other things he said to black people like they should put you all, they're going to put you all back in chains. Now, even if there is a necessity to discuss things like euthanasia or eugenics at any point in human history or the future, it's important to recognize the ideology of those who ultimately make the decisions. Who becomes sterilized? Who is prevented from having children or a family? All the, the social justice groups, that they can't pay for social justice, but when you look at the foundation of what those groups represent, don't you find it kind of strange that if black lives truly matter, why black people who are in those movements, and white people predominantly, don't look at Planned Parenthood, which is the largest killer of black people in the world. Planned Parenthood murders half or more in most cities of black babies before they even make it out of the womb. Another mass portion of the black community is killed by other portions of the black community. These are statistical and historically statistical facts. Who gets to make these decisions? Who gets to make the decisions on who lives and who dies? Well, Bill Gates Sr., the father of Microsoft's Bill Gates, was a supporting founder of Planned Parenthood and sat as a co-chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. These are elitist eugenicists using the cloak of benevolence and philanthropy to advance an agenda of genetic discrimination. But it's not just Microsoft. How about IBM, another computer company directly connected to genocide? International Business Machines, IBM, its founder, Thomas J. Watson, was instrumental in co-planning and coordinating eugenics with the Germans during World War II. Although eugenics didn't begin in Germany, it was carried out in Germany, as it was in Britain and the United States. In 2010, IBM released its question-answering computer system, developed by the company's Deep QA project. Do you know what the name of that system was? An AI assistant that diagnoses disease and sets the precedent to allow machines to decide who lives and who dies? You know, eugenics. Well, they called it Watson, after the founder of IBM and the co-coordinator of the eugenics programs in Germany during World War II. Where's the social outrage over that? There doesn't seem to be any, because people don't know. Tonight, I'm telling you, right here on The Secret Teachings, I'm Ryan Gable, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe today to our archive. Grab a book. Stay with us. We'll be back. Lifting the veil and peering into the abyss should only be done with the proper tools. Get them right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And don't forget to download the Fringe FM app for free for your mobile device. 
Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit out those processing slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volume, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. 
For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, and I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this evening. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can subscribe to the show, get access to the archives, the montages, and the digital books. When you subscribe for one year, it's only $50. It's a great deal because you'll also get a physical copy of one of my books, either Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana. Those books are sold separately on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you have any questions about that or anything we discuss on the show, if you want links to something we talked about that you can't find a link to, email us at rdgable, that's rdgable, G-A-B-L-E, at yahoo.com, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible, rdgable at yahoo.com. And also check out our affiliate sponsors, On the website, US Plus Health, there's a link to their website. The promo code is TSTCLEAN. If you go direct to USPlusHealth.com, use the promo code TSTCLEAN for 20% off. And then email me and let me know if you grabbed one of their products and what you think about them. They do isopropyl alcohol solutions and hydrogen peroxide. And we've teamed up with them, considering that the last year and a half we've seen an increase in the usage of various chemicals to fight against so-called viruses that could make us sick. And if we're going to fight against those things, maybe we should just use very simple, long-standing, provable products rather than very toxic chemicals. So we've teamed up with them because of that. These are products for the home, for the office, for businesses. And of course, Pro One water filters to filter out Things like heavy metals, chlorine, and fluoride. It does all of that. The gravity-fed water filtration systems, it's a very small system for the house, or you can get a larger system for, for the entire house hooked up to your, to your sink. Uh, they have shower filters. Very cheap. So worth the money. Uh, I've got two of them now. My fiance Hope, she's got uh, Pro 
one filter. I've got the old Pro Pure from about six years ago, and that thing has lasted me that long, and it looks like it's going to last a lot longer. That's Pro One Water Filters. Their link is on our website as well. Now, there's something about water filters, and there's something about the specific things that they filter out that I want to talk to you about for a moment here. This is not a plug or an advertisement. This is serious, and this is directly related to the first hour tonight where we just dipped our toes into the informational water of eugenics, which we will expand on greatly here and rapidly this hour. One of the most commonly used herbicides in the United States, you've probably heard the name before, it's called atrazine. There have been thousands of studies done on atrazine, Thousands of studies conducted by the industry, the company Syngenta that makes atrazine. And all the company data shows that there is no direct effect to hormonal production in the body or for women's menstrual cycles. There's no effect on that. Independent investigation shows something different. 75% of all U.S. cornfields are treated with atrazine each year. In a study back in 2011, women from Illinois farm towns were shown to be nearly five times more likely to report irregular periods than women in Vermont, and more than six times more likely to go than six weeks without periods. In addition, the Illinois women had significantly lower levels of estrogen during an important part of the menstrual cycle. Atrazine is well known to disrupt the endocrine system, therefore hormone production. It's been shown to delay puberty and to prevent pregnancy. This is all very important, so please stay with me. It was first registered as an herbicide in 1958. Atrazine is used primarily to eliminate weeds on land where crops including corn and sorghum grow across the country. Sometimes it's used on lawns and golf courses. In 2003, the EPA reevaluated the safety of atrazine and determined that the current safety standard of three parts per billion is sufficient to protect against hormonal effects of atrazine. I read through some of the studies, including the World Health Organization's report, and the industry, the company Syngenta in particular, says there's no effects on hormonal production. There's no effects on menstrual cycles or pregnancy. Yet the Environmental Protection Agency, which gets its data from those companies, like Syngenta, like the FDA gets their data from the manufacturers of vaccines or pills and things like that, various drugs and pharmaceuticals, they rely on the industry. And because of the money and the rigorous specifics of the details that need to be in a study, a lot of University reports and academic reports don't get into the EPA records so that they can advise on the safety of a product. It's usually reliant upon the company, and it's reliant upon the the wealth and the power of that company politically and financially. So the EPA, along with the World Health Organization, acknowledges that as long as atrazine is kept under a certain level in exposure, it doesn't affect hormones, it doesn't affect pregnancy. Yet that is contrary to 
to the evidence in their records, thousands of studies that say there is no direct effect or indirect effect between atrazine and hormonal production, pregnancy, menstrual cycles, etc. Why would they need to keep it at a certain level to prevent those damages to the body of animals and humans if there's no effect at all? That was an inconsistency and a discrepancy I found in the data when I read through some of this stuff for tonight's show. Since 2003, more than 150 new studies raising concerns about the potential health effects of atrazine have been published. Studies in frogs suggest that atrazine, even at low levels, may affect development of male reproductive systems, decreasing fertility, and in some cases leading to hermaphroditic frogs. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm an Alex Jones fan. I don't like the constant Trump support or where Alex Jones' show has gone politically in the last couple of years, but I've always liked Alex Jones among so many other radio hosts. Alex Jones has paved the way, like him or not, for radio shows like this and other broadcasts. And Alex Jones has been made fun of for years now because of the gay frogs, right? Or the the gay bomb, which is just mainstream news. The military actually experimented on how to turn, you know, other soldiers gay. The gay frog, or the, as Alex Jones says it, they're turning the freaking frogs gay. This is mainline literature. Now, people that are liberal and don't like Alex Jones, it's bizarre that these are the people that are so concerned usually with the environment and clean water and clean food that they make fun of people like Alex Jones or people like myself and claim that I'm a conservative when, yeah, if, if conserving the environment means I'm a conservative, yes, I would like to not spray or dump chemicals, herbicides, pesticides, insecticides onto ground, uh, uh, in, in, onto the ground, into groundwater. I, I would like it to not be dumped anywhere. I, I, I would like there not to be chemicals all around us. Even when they're out of use, they're, they're, they're still in the water. They're in streams. They're in lakes. They're in rivers. It's in rainfall. It's in our hair. It's everywhere. I would like that not to happen. That doesn't make me a political person. I just don't think we should poison our environment. And for some reason, people have an issue with that. So they make fun of people like myself. They make fun of people like you. They make fun of people like Alex Jones. And it's funny because this is, this is from Scientific American. These are prestigious news sources this is these are like prestigious journals medical journals um it's the world health organization even it's the environmental protection agency which says there's no effect it doesn't really harm animals or humans but if we keep it under a certain a certain number then we'll prevent those effects from happening so clearly a certain concentration of things like atrazine can indeed affect humans and animals So let's keep that in mind. Another Scientific American article, a common herbicide, that's atrazine, turns some male frogs into females. A March 1st, Proceedings of the National Academies of Sciences, led by biologist Tyrone Hayes of the University of California, Berkeley, showed this in a study back in 2010. Male frogs turned into females male frogs that do not develop the right genitalia, male frogs that are attracted 
to other male frogs. Hayes says, this is the scientist who did the study, Hayes says, noting that atrazine may be contributing to the global decline in amphibians along with various funguses, quote, atrazine increase, uh, increases aromatase and or estrogen production in zebrafish, goldfish, alligators, quail, turtles, rats. So it's not just a frog problem. It's amphibians, it's animals, it's probably insects, it's humans. And of course, the EPA relies on all of those industry-sponsored studies to find the evidence for whether or not they want to regulate things in one way or another. Of course, when you say there's no evidence, that means when you're exposed to it once, there might not be any direct effect. But long-term exposure or even short-term exposure, there are some effects. And what are those effects? Well, infertility, sterilization. And in studies with rodents, according to the World Health Organization, other than reduced body weight and food intake and a decrease in other uh, important components of bodily production, there were severe cardiovascular effects leading to heart problems. And in special studies, according to the World Health Organization, their report on atrazine in drinking water, in special studies of reproductive toxicity, exposure of rats during early pregnancy caused increased pre-implantation or post-implantation losses, including full liter resorptions. That's according to the World Health Organization. So clearly atrazine, one of literally thousands of herbicides, insecticides, pesticides, involuntarily sterilizes or turns amphibians into hermaphrodites. This is well known, well documented in the medical, in the scientific, in the environmental literature. Mainline scientific publications, peer-reviewed, non-peer-reviewed, academic, EPA, you name it, it's there. Now parallel that with a study from the New England Journal of Medicine we discussed last week. 827 women in the study. 127 women in the study who were pregnant received a COVID vaccine in the first and second trimester. 104 of 127 had spontaneous abortions. Now, it's still a small sample size, but nonetheless, it's very important. 80-plus percent had spontaneous abortions. Dr. Michael Yeadon and Dr. Wolfgang Wodarg said that this is likely to happen back in December of 2020 with these vaccines because of the spike protein. So, in the case of sterilization through vaccine, which has been shown throughout history to have been one of the ultimate goals of vaccinating populations, whether it's in Africa or it's in India or it's in the United States, or it's atrazine dumped indiscriminately into the environment, sterilization, hormone disruption, menstrual cycle disruption, pregnancy prevention, you name it, are the effects, whether it's direct and discriminatory or direct and indiscriminatory or it's indirect and accidental It's just a byproduct of negligence, a byproduct of trying to sell up more of a product and and limit limit the amount of investigation that goes into the dangers of it. It could be intentional, it could be unintentional, it could be negligence. There are a lot of things that go into, into this. But let's look at the background. Let's look at the background. Genetic engineering, which has led to the 
additional usage of certain chemicals and additives like glyphosate, things like genetic engineering is, by extension, a branch of eugenics. Eugenics is defined as the science of improving a human population by controlled breeding to increase the occurrence of desirable, hereditable characteristics. Now, what exactly is desirable is an open-ended question. What is desirable? For some people, desirability is the Hollywood version. For other people, it's the opposite of that. For some people, it's really not the opposite or the Hollywood version. It's something kind of in the middle. July 2021, this month, right now, coming out of June 2021, Pride Month, this is a different Pride Month in July. It's called Disability Pride Month. And it's also being referred to as the Hot Disabled Girl Summer. Not just Hot Girl Summer, it's Hot Disabled Girl Summer. And I get the idea. You want to be comfortable with who you are and you, you want to you know, show people that you can get along and get around in the world as, with a disability, fine. But why do you have to make it a hashtag? Why does it need to be like an organized effort to to take a month for yourself when a lot of the people that are quote-unquote disabled just have scars on their body or they just don't look the way that you know Hollywood would otherwise portray a man or a woman to look? See, that's suggesting that there is credibility to the Hollywood runway model version of what a human should look like. The idea that women shouldn't be in the home and they should be out working because that's freedom, well, that creates a very biased and a very patriarchal-like system where women are told you can't be successful unless you're out working, when in reality, homework is very, very difficult. And raising children is difficult. Women have a proclivity to raise children instinctually, biologically. You know, if you came up to me and said, well, I'm a woman, I want to go work. Well, then go work. I don't care. You say you want to stay home and take care of kids. Okay, stay home and take care of kids. I don't care. What does that matter to me? I'm not in control of that situation or you. I'm not trying to control you. I'm not oppressing you. It's the idea that we shouldn't teach our kids that they're male or female. We should let them decide for themselves. While underhandedly, telling the kids in school and in media and in entertainment that if you're not gay, then you're homophobic. If you're not LGBTQ+, then you hate those people. Using the majority of the population and making those people feel bad by exploiting an ultra-minority of the population, whether they're candy companies like Skittles for Pride Month or it's the NFL saying that they're gay. It's all an exercise in mind control and psychological manipulation, persuading, implying, insinuating things that aren't true. And to go so far as now to have celebrities in Hollywood like Cardi B promoting sex toys, I think we need to call a timeout here. And I think we need to look at this for what it is. People should not be prideful of anything that they don't accomplish, for one. Because that's the definition of pride. Being pleased or satisfied with your achievements. Or, 
having a quality or possession that's admired. You might be prideful of your car because other people want that car. But how can one be prideful of a disability? And how come people that are actually disabled on average don't run around screaming, I'm disabled, I'm disabled? Why? Because they just function in society like the rest of us, for the most part. It's the people that want to be disabled, that want to be special in their own eyes, that want to commandeer a month of the year for their own delusional state of mind. The people that identify as things that they're not biologically, they're not physically, and they change them so arbitrarily. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a degenerate mental disorder. And the word degeneracy is the word of the night. Because the people that want to be disabled and they want to co-opt other people who are disabled and the people that want to define what sexuality and what gender is based on their own confusion and their own mental illness, usually through one or more drugs that they're taking, these people are, along with those who want to promote sexuality and confuse children over sexuality, and teach kids, you don't, you're not a male or a female, you're not a boy or a girl. But you can be the opposite of what people assume that you are. They assume you're a boy, you're actually a girl. That confuses children. Children don't even know what being a boy or a girl is all about until they're older anyway. So this is called degeneracy. It's lacking moral qualities. And the qualities of a moral mental or physical existence that are desirable. It's being immoral and corrupt, and for some people it's being amoral, having no sense of right or wrong. Now, how does all of this relate to eugenics? How does this relate to atrazine? How does this relate to shots of an experimental variety? How does this relate to our current state of affairs? Well, eugenics, contrary to popular belief, did not begin in Germany. It began in Britain, where the term was coined in 1883 by Francis Galton. Programs were also operated in league with the United States in the early 20th century. The extended definition of eugenics provides a slightly enigmatic description. Eugenics is defined as such. Developed largely by Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race, it fell under disfavor only after the perversion of its doctrines by the Nazis. The Nazis didn't pervert the doctrines of eugenics. The Nazis carried them out in line and in league with the definition and the ideology of eugenics as presented by Francis Galton and others. Now, it's funny because the worst realities, the worst things imaginable have been brought about by the best of intentions, like controlled breeding and, quote-unquote, improving the human race. Improvement is defined as to make or become better, the latter of which is defined as to make more excellent or effective. Excellent is defined as extremely good, and we know good as being merely what is desired or approved of. So, who does the desiring, and who does the approving? Furthermore, who does the disapproving? All the stuff we hear about LGBTQ+, all the stuff we hear about disabled people, and being prideful of being gay or queer, being uh, trans or, or, or being uh, you know, in some ultra-minority group because you have a scar or because you have a, a, a broken wrist, so you're disabled. All the things we constantly hear about it, it's just nonstop all around us all the time. 
is an exploitation of an ultra-minority sect of society, a very ultra, teeny-tiny, small piece of society being organized and used as a weapon to tear down the mass majority of the population. That's what it is. It's taking 5% on average and much less to exploit those people and then to use them as a spear to puncture the body of the 95%. And once you can ideologically and zealously corrupt the 95% with these same perverse ideologies, culture begins to deteriorate, something referred to as cultural genocide. There are no moral guidelines anymore, no ethics, no virtue, no sense of right or wrong. Things slip into a state of absolute degeneracy. Where the only thing desired is more degeneracy, more sexual perversion. The only thing desired is deteriorating conditions, living in filth and squalor, having no sense of pride for yourself, despite the fact that pride has been used to create this environment. Who does the desiring? Who does the approving? When we come back on The Secret Teachings, I'm going to tell you who does the desiring and who does the approving. And perhaps most importantly, who decides upon what is disapproved. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Did you know in 1907, the state of Indiana passed the world's first sterilization law? This isn't Nazi Germany. It's not Great Britain. It's not the United States. It's not a country. It's not a race. It's not a sex. It's a group of powerful elitists who believe they are better than us. And there's a long history of evidence to this effect. Now, they've gone more undercover and they've convinced you to carry out the operations that otherwise they were unable and unsuccessfully able to carry out in the 20th century. 21st century warfare, it's psychological. It's based on degeneracy. The same thing happened in the Weimar Republic in Germany in the 20s. Give that a read if you want to see what's happening now in the United States and around the world. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Subscribe to the archive to get access to all of our shows. If you missed a show, you want to hear more. Every show you can download and stream it. You get access to the montages, the digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info, and also check out our water filter affiliate with Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health for cleaning, disinfecting, sanitizing supplies www.thesecretteachings.info it's all on the website on the slider bar at the top of the page there's a lot more after this don't go anywhere stay with us you could listen to this and again you know people say david has no evidence david has no evidence but i hate this channel or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself ryan gable five nights a week on the fringe fm and join us to explore the outer limits of history symbolism parapolitics and more we'll explore a little of everything but don't take my word for it i'm kind of like you i'm a last of a dying breed a generalist that's the secret teachings.info and the fringe fm if you're interested in all things that include the occult from witchcraft to voodoo and from mythology to alchemy then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. 
Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Serious crap gay. Frogs freaking frogs. It's not funny. I'm going to say it real slow for you. Gay frogs. Won't you fight for your life? Frogs, frogs. I don't like a frog. I'm Ryan Gable, 
And you're listening to The Secret Teachings here on The Fringe FM. Atrazine was registered as an herbicide in the 1950s. <laughs> and you you know that Alex Jones is very famous for that frog uh, rant, but he's right, whether you like Alex Jones or not. Scientific American has published numerous articles about atrazine and the EPA's process by which they determine whether a product is uh, safe, uh, whether it is safe in small or large doses, short-term or long-term. You can find this in mainline literature. In fact, atrazine is well-known in every report that is not directly connected and paid for by the industry, like the company Syngenta. Atrazine is known by the World Health Organization and the EPA, which uses industry data to cause irregularities in hormonal production, to cause defects in the birthing process. According to the World Health Organization, certain um, rodents that were tested, it's actually a special study that was conducted, and the World Health Organization reported on this, and special uh, studies of reproductive toxicity Exposure during pregnancy increased pre-implantation and post-implantation losses. This is atrazine. This is something that companies are selling and farmers are using across the nation, across the world. It's used on a majority of uh, corn and other crops. Another reason to eat organic, uh, another reason to filter your water, as atrazine is in rivers and streams, it's in lakes and ponds, it's in the air around us. It's everywhere, like dozens and hundreds and thousands of other chemicals. But atrazine is known to turn amphibians into the opposite sex, or at least make them attracted to the opposite sex. So it really does, as Alex Jones famously said, turn the freaking frogs gay. Now, this is, I would consider, an accidental mixed with a negligent and perhaps we could also throw words in like arrogant and prideful and disingenuous and misleading a lot of words would apply here but this is a this is a negligent human created problem and it also affects humans not just amphibians, not just animals, atrazine and other herbicides, insecticides, and pesticides. And one of the major effects it has is preventing menstruation, altering menstrual cycles, preventing birth, preventing animals from becoming pregnant, turning male frogs gay, or turning male frogs into hermaphrodites, or female frogs into hermaphrodites, however you you define and view that, making sexual organs of amphibians disappear or not form at all. This is, in essence, 
what eugenicists would like to do to people that they see as undesirable. But this is done in what amounts to corporate negligence and arrogance. It's not a well-oiled, well-planned, well-organized agenda to sterilize frogs and to turn them gay and and to affect uh, the environment in this way. This is just negligence, incompetence, arrogance, ignorance, pride. It's a destruction of the natural world for profit. It's what's wrong with a capitalist society. A truly capitalist society, a truly capitalist company, would be more like a cooperative, where the goal of a cooperative is to, sure, make some money, but it's not about money. It's about helping customers. It's about helping employees. It's about supporting the community and the environment. And once those things are fulfilled as goals, money then comes in last. That's at least how I view capitalism. I'm a capitalist. If I have to define myself, I sell books, I sell subscriptions, I produce content that is desired, that is needed, and people purchase it. But I also give away virtually everything for free. You can listen to the show for free. There are free archives. But we do things in a way here on The Secret Teachings that I hope you see the purpose. I hope that you see the importance. I know that most of you do. And you support the show anyway. Even if you can listen to a show Monday through Friday for free, people still subscribe so they can listen to that show again at their leisure or so that they can download that show and take it with them. I've had people email me recently asking for older shows that they can't find in the archive. They remember that specific show. It was unique. This isn't me being prideful. I am prideful of my work, but this is me simply saying that I'm producing a lot and I'm giving it to you because I care and I want to truly help people. Some people will try to convince you of that, when they do the very opposite. And they don't do it out of negligence, out of ignorance. They don't accidentally harm you know, humans or animals. They do it intentionally. They do it purposefully. They have an agenda. They have an ideology. It is the ideology of Margaret Sanger of Planned Parenthood. It is the ideology of Francis Galton. It is the ideology of Bill Gates and his father, who was on the board of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and was one of the, the co-founders of Planned Parenthood, one of the organizers of Planned Parenthood. After World War II, when the American Birth Control League, a eugenics organization, changed its name to Planned Parenthood, this was in World War II, early 1940s, we saw a shift in the public acceptance of eugenics, especially considering what was happening in Germany and in Britain at the time. Publications such as Eugenics Quarterly became known as Social Biology, very much like how the U.S. Department of Defense was once named the War Department. The first head of the Population Council, founded by the Rockefellers in 1952, a person named Frederick Osborne, was a leader of the American Eugenics Society, and he wrote that, quote, Eugenics goals are most likely to be achieved under another name, than eugenics. The first head of UNESCO and a leader in the British Eugenics Society was Julian Huxley, 
half-brother of Aldous Huxley, who published A Brave New World in 1932 about a dystopian society where people were controlled through reproductive technology, psychological warfare, and a medical technocracy. All things that we are seeing every single day of our lives come more and more true. Every moment, every step forward. A dystopian society where people are controlled through reproduction. Not necessarily through atrazine and other herbicides, insecticides, and pesticides, but the reproduction technology like experimental RM, uh, mRNA shots, experimental gene therapy, sterilizing people, just like Dr. Michael Yeadon and Wolfgang Wodarg said back in December of 2020, just like a New England Journal of Medicine report that came out a few days ago said about women that are vaccinated between the first and second trimester experienced on average 80 plus percent spontaneous abortions. And then the authors of that study pushed those 104 of 127, 104 abortions out of 127 women into the overall category of 827 women to obscure the reality of what that study found. The grandfather of Julian Huxley and Aldous Huxley, Thomas Henry Huxley, was a biologist who believed mankind didn't have the ability to know anything. He believed in the no-soul doctrine. Aldous Huxley was famously quoted saying how it would eventually become easier to get people to, quote, love their servitude, end quote, especially through pharmacological means. He also said similarly, quote, people will come to love their oppression, to adore the technologies that undo their capacities to think. End quote. When people talk about the LGBTQ plus community being riddled with suicide and mental problems, they're right. The question is, are they riddled with suicide and mental problems because a bunch of rednecks run around hunting down queers? Or are they riddled with mental problems and disabilities because they're sexually confused? They're confused about their gender. They didn't have anybody to understand those confusions when they were a kid. They were laughed at. They were scoffed at. They were made fun of. And therefore, they were put on mind-altering, mind-bending psychotropic drugs, which a large portion of the LGBTQ community and the rest of human civilization find themselves on. Half of the U.S. population takes at least one or more pharmaceutical drugs. People that are confused about their gender, about their sex, about their place in society, typically are placed on these drugs as well. What are the side effects of these drugs? Well, other than usually severe depression, suicide. Suicide is a side effect of antidepressants, which is one of the big things that people of these affiliations are put on. Pharmacological methods to get people to love their servitude, to be prideful of degeneracy, to be prideful of disabilities. This is, an, a, 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 this is a great example of taking things that otherwise are immoral, things that are considered wrong by any and every moral standard, and making them not only things that we should be prideful of, but glorifying them and giving people that otherwise, you know, they're not disabled. They're not, um, you know, they don't have a, a minority sexual preference and giving everybody the opportunity to participate in the degeneracy, giving everybody an opportunity to wallow in the filth. Because what happens if you take eugenics on its face, on the surface, 
and define it. It's about weeding out, Margaret Sanger used that word weeds to refer to black people and others. It's about weeding out undesirables. It's about weeding out people who are unacceptable to the social order. Eugenics does not simply mean genetic engineering or designer fetuses. It means sterilization and calling certain segments of the population, although under another name than eugenics. As Frederick Osborne said, eugenics goals are most likely to be achieved under another name than eugenics. And now they are achieved not only under the name of Planned Parenthood, they are achieved under the name of equality and equity and Pride Month and Disabled Pride Month. They are advanced under this idea that we should be prideful of things that otherwise make us less than human or make us biologically undesirable, that we should be prideful and we should glorify mental disability and physical disability. And while the average person who is mentally or physically disabled doesn't participate in this, it's a bunch of mentally disabled people that will physically disable themselves or allow themselves to become so mentally disabled that they become violent. They become aggressive and they become more terroristic in their activities. These people are mentally ill. They are disabled. And the people that continue to participate in this are creating an environment where we can label the average person who, if you care about the disabled, if you care about gays, if you care about the LGBTQ people, you care about giving people the freedom to choose, then you need to participate and you need to associate with these labels and with these groups. You support Pride Month for gay people and queer people and lesbian people and bisexual people. You support Pride Month for people who are disabled. These are all great things, right? But what happens when you glorify and you become prideful of these things? Everybody then has an opportunity to be disabled. Everybody then has an opportunity to be something other than they really are. It's a fantasy world. And at the root core of it is eugenics. Because when you are disabled, you are non-desirable. When you are homosexual, or when you are even bisexual for that matter, generally speaking, you are in an ultra-minority. An ultra-ultra-minority of the global population. So rather than target gay people and target people that have disabilities, that's considered immoral, that's considered wrong. In some places, it's outright illegal. It it, it violates human rights law. It violates basic common sense and common law. The average person would not accept that. So those people have changed their tune. They've convinced you that gay people are under constant attack. They've convinced you that queers and lesbians and bisexuals are under constant attack. And to feel good about yourself and to support those people, as a, as a mass majority of the population, you have to use their slogans and chant the things they want you to chant. And you have to participate in their communities, whatever community that is. I thought this was a human community, but apparently everybody has their own community. To separate people, to make them feel as if they are better than 
they really are. Not in the sense that they're not better, but better than they really are by giving them a false sense of security, a false sense of superiority. These are delusions of grandeur. This is degeneracy. Making people feel something that is artificial, that is false. So you can convince people to label themselves as disabled, to label themselves as undesirable, and to slowly work into the brain the idea that whether you're disabled or you're undesirable, you are a virus, a threat, etc., etc., to this planet, and you need to be eliminated. And so you will eliminate yourself in the same way that Aldous Huxley said people will come to love their oppression, to adore the technologies that undo their capacities to think. You will unknowingly and unwittingly become the greatest advocate for your own destruction by supporting eugenics and genocide. Not for other people, which is reprehensible, but through psychological manipulation and a slow changing of language over time, yourself. You will support it against yourself. You know, back in 1977, there was a book co-authored by John P. Holdren, former presidential science advisor. It's called Ecoscience. And it called for sterilizing the populace through medicated food, water, and by forcing bodily implants to prevent pregnancy. In 2014, a news article from GeekWire reported on sterilization through microchipping. It said, quote, microchips, a Massachusetts-based company spun off or spun out of MIT that has received funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, is working on a chip that is implanted under the skin and can provide effective birth control for up to 16 years. Funny. But all the books that are written, all the organizations that have changed their names, the magazines, etc., that their agenda, their plan is going into the 21st century. Except they don't really have to drive that agenda. They just have to convince you to drive it for them. The founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, made a, made a lot of money and uh, gained a lot of support making statements like this. I believe that there should be no more babies, quote-unquote. The most merciful thing that the large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it, quote-unquote. We don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. Quote, unquote. Black Lives Matter really isn't concerned about the extermination of black babies in Planned Parenthood facilities, otherwise known as the Birth Control League, founded by Margaret Sanger, who said, we don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And so to prevent that word from going out, we focus on criminals and thugs, counterfeiters and drug dealers like Daniel Prude and George Floyd and others. We focus on degenerates, and we glorify them and make them kings and princes. People that shoot at the police, it's not their fault, it's the police's fault. They shouldn't have been trying to arrest them for crimes they've committed. 
while the black community in general bleeds out from the lack of fathers in the home and bleeds out from drug infestation and bleeds out from half of the upcoming black population being aborted before those babies can even take their first breath. But don't worry, we keep them comfortable. So, Black Lives Matter says, we see your eugenics, and we see how blatant it is, but we're going to raise you. And Black Lives Matter raises the bet. They outright tell you their goal is to eliminate men and to disrupt the family structure. No wonder they're not concerned about Planned Parenthood. No wonder they're not concerned about black-on-black violence or gang violence, predominantly black or, depending on the city you live in, like Chicago, predominantly black. So it's funny, then, that the founder of the agency, the organization, along with people like Bill Gates' father and people like Bill Gates himself, it's funny how these are the people that run all the positive inclusivity and acceptance movements, the ideologies of these people run these movements. When the founder of Planned Parenthood said, we don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. But look, it's not just the Negro population. In 1907, the state of Indiana passed the world's first sterilization law. It allowed medical professionals to sterilize people deemed to exhibit hereditary characteristics that appear to threaten society. The law stated this, quote, whereas heredity plays a role a most important part in the transmission of crime, idiocy, and imbecility, it shall be lawful for the surgeons to perform such operation for the prevention of procreation as shall be decided safest and most effective. 32 states afterward followed similar policies. Sterilization rates steadily increased from 1900, the early 1900s to 1950s. In 1927, the Supreme Court case Buck v. Bell affirmed the right of states to enact sterilization procedures on, quote, defective persons, end quote, who would become a, quote, menace, end quote, to society. Buck versus Bell also allows for the superintendents of medical institutions and prisons to dictate that sterilizations be carried out on patients and inmates for their, quote, unquote, best interest without their consent. This is a very, very long history in the United States, in the UK, in Germany, anywhere in the world. Between 1929 and 1947, about 7,600 people were sterilized under the authorization of the North Carolina Eugenics Board. For black people in North Carolina, eugenic sterilizations were authorized to breed out the presumably genetically unfit surplus black populations. In Michigan, there were at least 3,786 documented cases of sterilization between 1914 and 1964, most of which occurred after Michigan passed its last sterilization law in 1929. The majority of sterilizations were performed on the quote-unquote feeble-minded. So go right ahead and continue to wallow in the degeneracy and to glorify disability and to glorify confusion and mental illness. Go ahead and continue to glorify things that place you into the category of the undesirable. To place you into the category of being mentally ill. Because the eugenicists don't have to forcibly sterilize you anymore. And they don't have to to 
manipulate and coerce you in certain settings to sterilize you. They have manipulated you to demand your own sterilization, both as a person and as part of the human race. To eliminate children to save the world from climate change. To eliminate heterosexuality to make room for the ultra-minority of homosexuals. To alter your perception of sex and gender so people no longer are even seen as hetero or homosexual. They're seen as some weird hybrid between animals and humans. That's what Sweet Tooth is all about. And the show we did recently about chimeras and hybrids and clones. This is about overturning natural genetics, overturning the natural organic world and replacing it with something synthetic and something akin to what we can refer to as transhumanism. That's the real trans thing that matters, transhumanism, merging man with machines, sterilizing and eliminating the remainder of the population. It's not about gay flags. It's not about trans people. It's not about the NFL being gay or hot girl disabled month or disability pride month. It's about tricking you into aligning your identity with what it means to be disabled and undesirable so that you fit into the category of willful participation in your own destruction in a well-organized, well-thought-out agenda that can be defined as eugenics and ultimately transhumanism and it's focused on degeneracy i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings and i truly hope that you got something out of tonight's show if you'd like to listen to this show or any show subscribe to our archive for one month one week or a year which is the best deal fifty dollars gets you access to all the shows all the montages all my books in digital form. You also get a free copy of one of those books with free shipping in the U.S. When you subscribe for one year, you can do it with a PayPal account or a card. You can do it with a single donation if you don't want the reoccurring payment. It's all at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com and check out our affiliate sponsors on the website, Pro One Water Filters to filter your water and U.S. Plus Health. All on the website at thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Teachings, But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on the Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.